something um actually in, in one way or another for quite some time and i run into this issue a lot and it is so important that we address things that actually really help people <laughs> so we're going to talk about what to do when you're disappointed disgusted disillusioned with God. Now, you know, I'm assuming most of the people tuning in are good little Christians or good, big Christians or good people. You're good followers of Christ. Uh, maybe some of you are trying to figure that out. Uh, haven't quite decided and that's okay uh, in your process. Uh, but there comes a time in everyone's life where we kind of ask more existential questions. And if we're honest, which is actually really important, um, then there are going to be times when we're disappointed with God. You know, uh, how many of you have prayed and, you know, prayed for a financial breakthrough and you lost your job? Or you prayed for someone to be healed and they died. You prayed for someone who's spinning out and not following God, and they spin out more and start worshiping the devil or something, you know. Um, when something happens and you count on something, or maybe you've grown weary and well-doing, and um, and you are uh, trying to uh, connect with God, you know, why isn't this coming to pass? It says in your word, how many times do you hear this? It says in your word, and we're not seeing it. As a matter of fact, things are getting worse. And we can reach a point where we're just chronically disappointed. We can reach a point where we're acutely disappointed, but sometimes it's chronic and it builds up over time. Sometimes that just turns to disgust. Uh, that leads people to kind of turn their back on God, you know, that kind of thing. Um, sometimes people are disillusioned. And so maybe they're going through the motions, but they don't have the passion. And this can really leave you stuck. And so what do we do, right? What do we do? I've got some helpful things here. I didn't come here to frustrate you. Talk about the problem uh, for all the time and then basically say, pray, good luck with that. So we're going to kind of get into some nitty gritty. Um, and I think the first step in this is to really be honest. And sometimes I find this really true with ministers that maybe have been ministering for a long time, they have a hard time admitting that they're having an issue with God, right? That they're having, that they're mad at God, um, that they're disillusioned with God, that they're disappointed. Um, and there's a, a, a lot to unpack here, but we have to be honest about where we're at in order to receive what we need to receive. You know, as a physician, if, you know, someone is, has a skin condition, say, but they won't really show me the skin condition or the full, all of it. Well, it's going to be, I can't really help it. You know, the unexposed is the unhealed and that's brilliant. Uh, I, uh, Paul Young has, has said that a lot. I don't know if someone else said that before him, but you know how it is. Like someone else says it. And then after a while you start saying it and 
Who knows who said it? I said Jesus said it. I don't know. Uh, but, and that's really true. And so we have to fess up to ourselves. And in order for that to be ministered to, otherwise we will be stuck. It's just what it is. And so once you kind of come clean with yourself of like, you know what, I'm just not really tracking with God. I'm I'm not really, I love him, but I'm just, you know, just uh, whatever, lackadaisical. Uh, It's good to go back and rewind. You know, is there a place where I really felt like God let me down? Like I had an expectation and it didn't come through. And the bottom line is you can't be disappointed if you don't have a specific expectation. Uh, And a lot of times with the promises of God, you know, they really are true. Um, However, how that's going to roll out the timing of that, all that kind of stuff, um, how it's going to be to manifest in your life, right? Because the promises are yes and amen. But how that manifests in your life may not look the way you want it to, need it to, and, and certainly very often not in the timing. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing because I know that's a thing uh, that we expected it to. And we can really start to get offended with God. And God, like any other person that we're in relationship with, when we get offended with them, we start to shut down in our relationship. We start to shut down in our ability to receive from them. Maybe we can get so disillusioned that we get disgusted. Maybe we just like, you know, give God the flying finger and, you know, all of that. And, you know, the thing is, whatever we do dishonor, we can't receive from. And it's really a crappy place to be when you're so offended with God that you kind of shut your heart to him. And as much as he wants to be and do, you won't receive. God's not going to like bust down the door. He's not going to kick the door in. He's not going to do it. And I think sometimes we wish he would, <laughs> but God does not violate people. He will woo them. And let me just say, wooing takes time. Okay. It's not a drive through wooing, <laughs> right? You know, it's just not one look and we fell in love and that was it. Well, Granted, there is components of that, but places where we've been shut down, we kind of need to be wooed back. Now, um, so how how do we deal with this? Because this is a crappy place to be. Like if the person that is the everywhere, that is the greatest person that is love, uh, that, you know, is the one that has uh, all the dunamis power in the world and all of that, if, you know, he's not working for you, Well, good luck with that because we do make our own lousy gods, right? If you make a god out of anyone but God, it's not going to be a good thing. Not because God is ticked and he's jealous and he's going to like kick your butt or fry your butt. No, it's that you've just kind of disconnected yourself from the your life. As you remain in me and me and you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And so you end up in the nothing and wonder why... You're chewing on gravel, okay? And so um, so let's, let's start to unpack this. So say you find yourself, well, you know, um, like not really dealing with God. And the first thing to do is I would ask God, you know, show me where I've just gotten offended with you. Now, you may already know. <laughs> and, you know, but sometimes you don't know because we can carry offenses that we don't even know we had. Or sometimes we carry an offense 
and we think it's a little offense, but it's a really big offense. Okay. So we've got to, we've got to know what animal we're dealing with. And when we're offended with God, like any other person on the planet that you're offended with, that you want to maintain relationship, you know, it's like you can't like defriend God. I mean, you can. It's kind of stupid. Okay. But God's not going anywhere. Okay. And you need him more than you need air. Okay. And so, um, in the place where, uh, where you have this offense, um, uh, you know, it, it, making a boundary with God, like you're not crossing this line. Well, he's not going to violate your boundaries, but you know, God is really good at, at slipping through things and helping woo our hearts. And so with that, we need to come clean. And so sometimes that starts with, I have this vague sense of like, I'm disappointed with God, I'm disillusioned with God. And so coming, what does coming clean look like? Well, coming clean doesn't mean I'm a sinner, forgive me, although maybe it does. Okay. And you're, you're not a sinner. Let me just help you. So it definitely doesn't look like that. But if you've sinned and you need forgiveness, okay, there may be that. Okay. But coming clean, what I'm talking about here is this is really where I am. And so sometimes you may need to get alone and rail at God. I mean, just let it rip, right? No holds barred. Because that's really where you live. And so if you're feeling like your heart is dead and you're not living anymore, well, your heart got shut down. Okay. So you may need to go off somewhere, go in your car, go for a drive. Go for a walk. I mean, I remember you had to laugh, but I remember I was so disgusted. I had no place to go, but we did have a pool. I didn't really grow up with a pool, but just one time in my life we had a pool, which is really nice. And I literally um, would dive at the bottom of the pool and just scream my head out. <laughs> you can see all these bubbles coming up, right? But that was my angst, and I had nowhere to scream my angst, so I did it at the bottom of the pool. But, you know, that was dealing with... Um, what was really going on in my heart. And it's amazing when you come to the end of that with you and God, uh, you, you find out a couple things about God experientially. Okay, so number one, he can handle your rage. He can handle the ugly. <laughs> He's actually not surprised, okay? He knew it was there, right? He can handle your flying finger. He can handle it all. Because that's honest. And that is actually where you live. It's like cutting off your fingernail to the quick where you actually have living tissue. And then that's when the Lord can start to minister to your hurt. Okay. Because I'm telling you at the bottom of that rage, at the bottom of that disconnect, at the bottom of the disillusionment, at the bottom of the disappointment um, is hurt. Okay. Is hurt. And a lot of times it's fear and they're all kind of intertwined, right? And they're drivers. And so when you get to the bottom of that, and it, that takes some bravery. And a lot of times we don't like to, we, we medicate, we don't like unpleasant. So we medicate. Well, and then you just wonder why you're dead living through life, right? The dead man walking, right? The zombie. Okay. Right. Well, ding, da, ding, ding. That's why, because you have a, you have a heart that got cut down. Maybe. Maybe you're just mad at God because he let something horrible happen. Like, how could you let this tragedy happen? You know, um, you know, in my life, I was, I ran away from God because I figured, well, you know what? If you're so good and you're so powerful, then how can you let these horrible things happen? How can you let everything I love be destroyed? How can you let that happen? 
And you know what? Those are good things to, to, to yell at God if that's where you're living, because then it can start to minister to you. Now, sometimes uh, we get demanding and we're like, well, God, you need to answer my questions as to why this happened. And, you know, blah, 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 blah. well, probably let me just give you a little spoiler alert. Um, probably uh, God is um, not probably not going to answer your questions uh, directly because probably that's actually really not what you need. And, you know, a lot of these questions are existential questions that are just not a one-off and it's not going to fill what you need. But what you need to know, he's huge. He was there. He cares. He can heal and he can give you your peace. And then you can start to rest. Then you can start to let him minister to you. It's like the child who is so angry. How many of you have, have, have babysat or have a child and they're so angry because they're so hungry that they're screaming their head off, their little faces red, you're looking like, oh my God, that's an angry baby, right? And they're so angry because they're so hungry that they can't feed, right? And it's this cycle. And so what needs to happen? Well, as a good parent, you're trying to feed them, but they're like so mad. They're like rejecting what they need, right? And so, um, so what you do, God has a way of soothing us at the end of our angst, at the end of our temper tantrum, at the end of our shaking our fist, at the end of our rage, at the end of our, um, of, of our pain, at what, whatever the intense emotion that we're feeling, that we're really feeling, okay, um, where he can soothe us so we can start to get the nutrients that we need from him. Um, sometimes that can look like, um, like, uh, forgiving God. Now, let me say this. God is sinless. We know this, you know, uh, theologically. Okay. But sometimes it sure the hell feels like he sinned. It's like, where were you? Right? Like, where the hell were you? How could you let this happen? I prayed and they died. Right? This innocent person got mown down, you know, whatever. We know the tragedies. Okay. Um, and so sometimes we really need to vent our anger. So as an act of my will, I choose to forgive you, God, for not being there, not seeming like you cared, seeming like, you know, I'm a better parent than you are, seeming blah, 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 making me feel abandoned, making me feel humiliated, making me feel ashamed, making me feel all the things, whatever, just blah, just vomit it out. You've got to get the vomit out. And let me tell you, um, it is really good when you have vomit inside, so to speak, to vomit into God because he can handle if it's toxic, he wants it because he's the only one that can handle it. Okay. Not a good idea to vomit on other people. Okay. Bad idea. Okay. But God has the capacity to, if it's, if it's toxic, he wants it. If it's ugly, he wants it because he's the only one who can heal it. Right. And so after you get to the end of yourself with all that and let you're able to be soothed and to start to receive some life. And that's what he will minister to you. You get at the end of, end of your existential angst and your rage and whatever you have, 
God's right at the bottom of that pit. It's not a surprise to him. He's not going to withhold. You've not lost your salvation. Um, he's actually helping walk out your salvation because your salvation is saved, healed, delivered. And so in that place where there's this massive disconnect, okay, he's able to heal that. And you're actually able to receive what you need. Now, this takes some bravery. It also takes the ability to give yourself permission to let it out. And this can be really hard if you've spent a lifetime of stuffing. We have got champion stuffers. I don't know if this is new in society. I have not lived throughout eternity. (laughs) I just know it happens a lot. And we stuff with all sorts of stuff. And we wonder why we're over-medicated, overfed, over, 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 right? Over-sexualized. We're just, yeah. And, and we're not getting what we really need. And we're under the delusion that, like, we can't get what we really need. That's a delusion, okay? But it's a delusion that can feel very, very real. Very, very real. So you may need to get off on your own and start just mad, just let it out and forgive God. Like, isn't I forgive you for, seems like, you know, the devil's like a better deal than you are. It feels like whatever. I don't know what it is. And you, you will be surprised as you give yourself permission, what will come out of you. And it's probably going to be pretty ugly. And that's okay because the ugly needs to come out because the ugly is sucking the life out of you and sucking the life out of your relationship with God. See, when we're disappointed with God or disillusioned with God or disgusted with God, we had an expectation and God did not meet that expectation. And so we're disappointed. And if that carries long enough, we're, we're disillusioned. And if that carries long, we're disgusted and we want to turn our back on God and all that kind of stuff. Well, it's pretty hard to turn your back on God because God is like, behind you, before you, right? It's like, so you turn your, and he's over there, and he's over there. (laughs) I discovered this for myself because in my running away from God, it was so silly. I'd had kind of a relationship with God. You you have to read my testimony, but I I won't share it at this moment. But during that time, I was running. I just really did not want to. I kept on bumping into him. It was so annoying. I have a chapter in my book called Annoying Relentless Love. And it was annoying. I mean, I was, I was not appreciating it, but there was a part of me that actually really was right. But at the time I was not appreciating it, but I was. <laughs> and everywhere I'd go, there'd be God popping up and one through someone and, and this and that. And, you know, he's just, he's constantly in pursuit in relentless pursuit of our hearts, every place that's alienated, all of that. Um, and so, you know, my running, but I, I went through that. And then I finally got to a point where honestly, I just, I couldn't do my life anymore if running away from him. Right. Fortunately, I, you know, this wasn't a gutter experience and, you know, it's like my life was intact. I was a physician. I mean, I, I had the bells and whistles. I just was a wreck inside. Right. Um, fortunately that didn't, you know, I, whatever. So, but what I'm saying is that's the point when God can really minister because I didn't have any, um, I I ran out of energy. I didn't have any more bright ideas 
And I knew, I knew, like, if this God thing didn't work, I was screwed. And that's waking up from a delusion, right? That somehow you can barrel through. I was good at barreling through. Well, there are times when you just can't barrel through anymore. And there's times when you've been carrying this baggage for so long that you just can't carry it any longer. And there are times when you've been carrying baggage for a long time and God is now saying, okay, we dealt with you dealing with that baggage and that baggage is going to go. And he puts his little finger on that, his big finger on that, and is in the process of bringing stuff up that maybe you haven't wanted to deal with or that you thought wasn't that much of a problem. And he's like, no, this is a problem, right? See, God's job um, is to conform us into the image of Christ and the image of love himself. So whatever's not of love's kind, that's going to go. And so, um, and so this is an ongoing process. Well, you know, we are resistant to ministry if we're offended. As I said, you know, you don't receive from anyone if you're offended. You, you have a fight, fight with your spouse and your spouse is wanting actually to help you. And you're like, don't help me, right? You get all touchy, right? <laughs> And the thing is this, ding, da, ding, ding. I think it says somewhere, oh, um, <coughs> love is not touchy. Okay. And that's our mandate is to love as he loves. So where we're touchy, well, you know what? We just need some help and we really do need to, um, to forgive. And if that's with God and we're all offended with the Bible, or we're all offended. If we're just offended, that needs, that needs some ministry, right? Uh, we need to be known for what we're for and not what we're against. And I think it really makes it, it's helpful for me. This love message is such a huge thing because it's simple and it crosses everything, right? And it doesn't change. It just unfolds more and more and more and more, right? And so that can be my true north because my true north is a person. But if I'm, I'm offended with my true north, I'm going to be all over the map. I'm going to be heading southeast. <laughs> right? And wondering why I'm wandering around and life really sucks. Right? And I have no peace. See, we can't, um, we can't disconnect ourselves from God and think that somehow we're going to find life other outside of life. We're going to find love outside of love. Well, the truth is we're in him anyway. But if we're in our delusional state looking for something other than, than God himself, um, we're going to be in deep doo-doo. And he'll, I mean, he lets us do this because he's not a control freak. Okay. He's not, but he's like, I'm right here with you, honey. Whenever you're ready, I'm right here. <laughs> so I remember one time and I was meditating on that season when I was running from God and I just saw Jesus and he had his little jogging suit on. He was running right with me. I'm right here. Just any time you're ready, Catherine. Like, Go away. I'm so tired of you. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm right here. That's okay, honey. Whenever you're ready, I, you're going to tuck her out. I know you are. And, you know, I did. Thank God. Uh, the sooner, the better. But sometimes we just need to go through our process until we kind of get it through our minds and our hearts that, you know, dang, maybe he... Um, really is who he says he is and he can minister and heal those places of devastation or places that are devastated and it's understandable he understands 
but he's not going to leave you there, right? He's not going to leave you there. You go into your biggest hellish pit that you got going on with all your arsenal of how God, you know, let you down, wasn't there and whatever, was in league to destroy you or whatever the thing is, um, you know, the abandonment and forsaken and I prayed and you da da da, you know, all of that. Well, he's so much deeper than that, but he's also not going to water down your pain. He understands and he will help you get past your pain and the shatter of whatever else that you've gone through. So how do we get over our disappointment, disgust, disillusionment with God? Well, we come clean and we let him minister to us. And then at some point, we're going to need to make a decision. And that is really to forgive and maybe let go of our tight little fists that have to know why and have to have it our way and how dare you and whatever, okay? Um, if we're going to let peace in, if we're going to let healing in, if we're going to let wholeness in, we're going to have to let it go and entrust the one that is infinitely trustworthy um, in the place where it felt like maybe uh, he failed you and he can minister to that. And I, I've seen it over and over again. I've seen it in my life, uh, but I've seen it in so many people's lives. And man, there's something that comes alive when you finally do business, right? When you finally do business, it's a salvation experience. Now, I'm not saying a heaven hell experience. I'm saying an experience of heaven versus an experience of hell, right? Saved, healed, delivered um, experience that really can transform your life. And there's something that's amazing that happens when you connect with God and allow yourself and allow God to connect with you in those deep, deep places, you get so rooted and grounded in love that you become solid, right? You become solid. And some of you were solid and then you got unsolid, right? And I get it. But what well, you can get re-solid and you will get solider because there's no way you can do that and not come out the other end with a massive upgrade with a massive upgrade in who you are, knowing who you are, knowing who God is. And from that place, you're going to do beautiful, loving God things, even if it's not ministry per se, it's all ministry, right? And so from that place that happens, but there's no shortcut from this process. And, you know, life happens and sometimes life really sucks and I'm really sorry for all, you know, I hear people's stories and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, why you're not postal? I am, wow, I'm amazed. That is the grace of God. But we don't want to stay in the place where we're that shut down with God, right? He's our source. I hope this has been helpful for you today. I'd love to hear how God has ministered to you, maybe in some of your stories. You know, it's people are amazing. You're amazing. And their stories are amazing. Uh, and uh, and God has beautiful things for you on the other side. I hope this has been a blessing. Share this with someone who needs it. Have an amazing day. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit catherinetoon.com.